Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Good morning. Running commentary. What we're looking for today, Rob? What's well, the sort of distance uh, we can expect? Do, I think well, the thing is, I, I did this kind of, uh, I'm hoping about 16. I think about 16. Really? And I think, I tell you, last week, <laughs> oh dear. We, were, we were maybe less, maybe less. Okay, 14, between 14 and 16. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's right. Now, I'm going to tell you about the map in a second, but I, I wanted to say, I thought we had a lovely pace last week. I think we felt slightly bad that we were no, it was trusting nice. and stopping for pictures, but it was really steady. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like yeah. nine and a half all the way around. That's okay. And That's I think, okay. I don't know, we'll find out exactly how much running we've done this week, but I think we've both probably done a fair bit. Yeah. So nice and slow is good. Slow for us. If well, you're going to start off within nine and a half, that's like top speed. No, but you That's like... Your natural speed is obviously <coughs> just over seven-minute miles, isn't it? Something like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you went which I find... exciting. Oh, no. Sorry, cyclist. That was like duelling with a cyclist. Yeah, you just... I find that incredibly road. fast, I must say, for a steady... But your steady runs about 7.15, 7.20, aren't they? Uh, well, that... seven and a half at the moment, but yeah, that's right. true. I had a really nice uh, steady run um, uh, at the weekend. And, yeah, I, I was just thinking, like, this feels good, I feel steady and it was on the flat and yeah. yeah it was just seven and a half mark, minute miles every single mile but could you have talked at that rate because i can sort of train at that rate but i think i'd struggle to chat yeah well i think that's why it's great that we do this because uh because this is a nice slow yeah slow you down, have a chat. Really, i'm a bit too impatient to to do the slower runs and they're obviously definitely good for your training so so yeah we're going to head off from newington green and 16 and we're going to head down south and pick up the uh, canal. We do, I think you've probably come with us doing that before. But we're going to turn left, east, and go to Victoria Park. Oh, I like Victoria Park. Loop round. What a kind of, uh, has to be said, what a lovely contrast to last week. Oh, yeah. When we had a run Monday morning. 
and it was raining and the wind. And it was, it, we went out before it was fully light. It was lovely, but it was horrendous, wasn't yeah. it? This, this feels like spring, doesn't it? It really does. You mean, we could, could, could we frame this as our post-Oscars party? <laughs> well, of course, I've seen this. Stayed up all night watching it. Did you I've watch it? Did you? Did you? No, I didn't. I literally, well, we put the red carpet on and they were still fitting it. They were kind of tapping it down. So it was about half nine in the UK and about ten past seven in the morning in and LA. You, and you just and went I to bed. I thought, watch it for a bit. I just went to bed like that. But then, you know, I've live tweeted the Oscars before and let's face it, I'm not the only one. And no one was <laughs> yeah. listening. So, because I, uh, I, I stayed up, we, we've got a sofa in the front room yeah. a couple of years ago. We got it out and... My wife said, yeah, I'll watch it with you. We had espresso martinis with a full espresso, full of caffeine. Oh, this is going to be a great night. She, she pretty much immediately went minutes. to sleep. Yeah. It was pretty, it, was a, it wasn't even a classic year. Let's face it, when you watch the whole thing, it's long form, even at its best. It's really long, isn't it? And uh, so I ended up just sitting in front of the TV, drinking four sticky drinks on my own. There's always that feeling. Steadily, steadily more maudlin. There's always that feeling when you stay up for those events. Yeah. There's a huge what if afterwards, isn't there? Yeah. Well, yeah. well there's a huge what was that about kind of afterwards. Yeah, isn't yeah, there? yeah. It's kind of I think uh, even for the people who were in them. I think. I think there probably is. I, I, I just heard Mark Rylance on the radio. He got best supporting actor for uh, yeah, good British for Spies. Yeah, absolutely. Talents. But it's funny because he seems in life. To be playing the same character you played in the film. Yeah, right. So, as he's in the film, Tom Hanks keeps saying, Are you you worried? And he says, Would it help? Yeah. And here's Mark Rylance. That's his saying, Well, I didn't have to work very hard. (laughs) Don't know why I got an Oscar. Well, he's been such a good actor for years. That's right. And also, stage actor, you know, so he's played that. What's that great character? Is it called Jerusalem? Yeah, he was. was, Whoa, 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 whoa. Cheers. Yeah, I'm going to talk on my own for a bit because... Got split up there. I think the last Passing time we crossed this road, road, we had a similar little division. He's better at it. He's just basically happier to risk his life than me. Here we come. He leaves him waiting for traffic. That's Sorry a- about that. I should have done a dive and a forward roll in front of that sports car like That's you a bit did. of a... Uh, I've noticed I tend to be slightly more... Willing to, throw myself, yeah, willing to throw myself in front of oncoming traffic. <laughs> yeah. Once you've committed, we kind of... Hey, I've, I've crossed the Bulls Pond Road enough times to take it seriously. Yeah, it's pretty dangerous. It is such a gorgeous day. I saw that um, Mark Ryland's Jerusalem. Oh, yeah. At the West End. I've, well, I've, I'm trying to remember the I character. I don't go to though. the theatre. I can't remember the character. But my goodness, the play, he was fantastic. Yeah. He was incredible. Well, it was like a guy... Standing ovation. I mean, you had to stand at the end of it, obviously, yeah. to get out, but it was, it <laughs> was huge. It, it was no, massive. Sorry, let, let's be clear. Was it a standing ovation? <laughs> or did the audience simply Or was leave? it an exodus for the night? No, they it was loved a, it. They stood up. It was they a, they stood up. Yeah. They shuffled to the exit. Someone, there was a guy who loved it so much, he came in with a bin bag. <laughs> yeah. Came through and picked up all the rubbish. Yeah. No, it was, uh, <laughs> it was a spontaneous... Ovation. It was it was irresistible. It was fantastic. And he played that c- character brilliantly for, you know, probably for years all around the world. Yeah. So to turn up for Steven Spielberg and go, would it help? A couple of times to win an Oscar. It's brilliant. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Awesome night. But let, let's have a little weekly recap of, of running that we've been... We've yeah, what have you done? You've had a, well, you've had a decent week. You're sort of back. I'm feeling good this weekend. Absolutely. Well, it's funny because, as you say, we went out early last Monday and I was a bit gutted in the middle of last week because I felt good. Yeah. And I wanted to pop out and do my kind of 
usual kind of seven miler on a weekday. Right. And I couldn't, I was too busy. Right. And it was, I was doing jury service, it was my son's birthday. So I stayed in, gave him love and presents. Nice. Like Selfish, yeah. I wanted to be out in the rain, running on my own. Yeah. Um, so, so I didn't get to run till uh, Friday. But then, as I say, I went up Friday. Because we'd done 12 and a half, I made sure I did seven and a half rather than seven. Just to build it up. Just to make bit. it 20. It's just around around total. Yeah. And, uh, and it was really nice. It was really steady. I could feel... Woo. It's that thing of trying to run and feel like you're going steady and know that you're going at a certain kind of speed, you know? A certain lick. So I got the kind of... And I was on the canal towpath. So it's very... What, in Manchester? In Manchester. That's nice. The nicest run around yeah. for any Manchester listeners. I start around where the Hacienda used to be. Run along the uh, canal. Oh, days, yeah. And then I get to the Throttle Bridge. Cross that. And zigzag, zigzag back onto the Irwell. Take that out to... Uh, oh, river Irwell. Media City. Yeah. Cross one of the new bridges. Go down through Media City, Salford. Across the other ridge and come back, and that's a lovely run. Really nice. They've redone all the towpath. You can also uh, keep your eye out for the bloke who keeps on pushing people into the canal, can't you? It's not. Keep an I, eye I, I don't know anything about that. Have you not heard of the? No, uh, it's not me. It might be urban mythy, but there's a big, there's a heavy room around Manchester. Isn't that a rap star? Isn't that a grime yeah. artist? Urban mythy. First pun of the day. We'll take it in yeah, the sun. That wasn't that? Wasn't as we run through the middle. Um, we take, um, well, there's loads of people getting, getting found in the canal in Manchester. I'm really sorry to years. hear that, because I was feeling very positive about the whole thing. No, 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 it's nothing to do with you, unless you were Are you sure shoving people, people aside, particularly brusquely. Falling into the canal. They've got signs up there by Deansgate that say, don't drink and drown. I know, I mean, it's, but there's massive rumours about a serial killer in Manchester. Obviously, who knows? We yeah. don't know. No. And this could, this could segue into a kind of serial-like podcast. Yeah, though, great. We should, we should become... You're searching for evidence hey, by the canal. we should be like Rosemary and Ty. <laughs> <laughs> like we could be running investigators. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. It'd be great if we were just... We'd go and pass clues. <laughs> yeah. But we never stop for long enough to see it. That and could be useful. Don't stop. Taking photos of other stuff. Keep the up. <laughs> So you did that anyway. You did your seven. Yeah, and as I say, it was, it was totally and steady and flat. And I just went out and thought, I feel good. Brilliant. And I came back and it was metronomic. It was. It was seven and a half. Feeling good. That's great. And that's on Friday. And then I went to, uh, I got my uh, parkrun PB at South Manchester Parkrun. Platfields. It's really nice. Fit atmosphere, loads of people. It's got the classic parkrun thing of feeling just like a little nice mini and marathon. Yeah. You know? And uh, just in terms of the social thing, you know. Yeah. And um, so I thought I'd run to it. I ran yesterday. So I made a point of going pretty slow and steady, which is not very good at it. Because I had a parkrun at the end of it, That's I was good. thinking, oh, I'm just warming up for the just parkrun. Just treat it as a warm-up. But it's yeah. funny, because it's quite far. Yeah. It's a two-and-a-half-mile warm-up. Yeah. I did my stretches when I got there. I thought that's perfect, though. Probably that's, a little bit late for that's these stretches. Exactly how you want to do it. Yeah. yeah. And then, well, absolutely, we we have said this before, but you know, I didn't feel tired from that at all. It felt like it really set me up for a good pace. Yeah. I did my best park run this year, and within a minute of my best ever. That was great. It's a really nice run, although it's funny because it's got a. Uh, at the moment, they're all. Uh, 
It's, uh, They're all getting ready for the Manchester Marathon. I oh, I suppose, but it's a little bit tough, mother. Right. I've got a couple of... Uh, at the beginning, they said, there's a couple of puddles there. Oh, no. Don't try and avoid them. You'll fall in the ditch. <laughs> Straight through the puddles. And then in between the puddles, really slippery. There's a bolt by the puddles pushing people into the canal. Try and avoid it. Yeah. It right. may or may not exist. <laughs> It was the puddles because they're quite deep. You go in, you think, well, this could be ankle deep. <laughs> could be chest deep. Is this going to be a Vicar of Dibley scenario? And do, did you... Yeah, so I ran Were, were you racing? Did you race this? Because can, can, I, can, I, can I share something with you? Yeah. I looked up your results. Oh, cool. Because uh, I was waiting. Oh, yeah, because you'd, you had to do that because you didn't do your part. Yeah, I was just disappointed. Yeah, I know. We were supposed to be racing I know, we'll chat about that later. I know, it's a nightmare. Yeah. And, uh... I looked at your results and I noticed you're in a cluster of a few seconds. There's people quite close to you. I was wondering, how did, did you unveil the daring sprint finish? No, that I, think that what, what I think that other people did. I think what you're seeing there is that I was really steady, going well. And also, yes, overall, racing. Right. Okay. Keeping my pace right up. Thinking I can Trying. I take this person. Exertion. Gradually yeah. overtaking people as I go. Like it, yeah. But, but I still... It's true, and I'm not, I'm not sure. I think I'm beginning. I don't know whether I'm learning to do it or learning to. Oh, shush. Cheers, mate. Learning to. Some really necessary young man with a tiny penis driving off through Haggerston there. Oh, excuse you. Just, just right up the back of a perfectly reasonable driver. Yeah. Um, disgraceful. It's disgraceful, isn't it? Isn't that just a disgrace? Yeah. I'm going to write a note about that one. <laughs> That'll get me. So you weren't, so you weren't racing right. Yeah. To the so end overall, of... I was giving it some, and I was really trying to give it my all, and uh, came into the line thinking, Ooh, you know, going as fast as I could. Yeah, I probably overtook someone about a kilometre from the end, and, and I kind of meant it. Right. But having said that, overtaking with intent. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I'm running at, at one speed. You know? Yeah. And then, then within the last few hundred metres. Other people who, who got that kind of sprint finish Came started past. overtaking me. No. So that's why I'm clustering at the end there. Right. Because they overtake me and I'm like, well, you're fine, there's not much I can do about that, you know. And then, as I've said before, after that, they're all on the finish line kind of looking like they're going to spew. And I, I just think I'm fine and I was annoyed at myself for being fine because I should have spent it. But We've I don't think it's in my nature. When it comes down to it, it's because I'm, I'm not a 5k runner. I'm a start running keep running one yeah 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 and there's no need to break that down completely no that's fair enough it's whether we can find another another gear just for the just for the laugh of it really yeah absolutely just because it's like it's good I fun mean, it's definitely there it? otherwise i'd be more tired yeah it's a mental thing is it i had a i had a really by contrast really i had a really good midweek we did the 12 yeah and then on wednesday I just, just getting onto the canal, sorry. Beautiful. I'm going to turn east. Oh, no, and we're turning left to Victoria Park. Yeah, new awesome. direction, new plan. Here's the canal looking good. New day, new dawn. Lovely. <laughs> Spring is here. This feels great. So I did 10 on Wednesday. Yeah. And then... Uh, How did it feel? What kind of felt pace? Great. Felt great. Fairly you go? Fairly swift. Yeah. Just round Highgate Woods. Nice. Just loving it. Just trying to get in the miles. And then the next day, I did seven and a half. See, I was with my stupid son celebrating Selfish. his existence. Selfish. Yeah, just because he's my lovely firstborn. 
they're taking you away from your schedule. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, the and then I did seven and a half, so I'm feeling really good. But all the time I'm fighting off a slight cold. Yeah. I've been talking about. I'm kind of. I don't know whether I'm. All right, mate. Whether I'm genuinely ill or I just. Push that got into it now. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this could be it. The, the serial killers moved to Victoria Park. <laughs> Seems to be following Daring's path. It's that kind of ironic thing. I mean, I, I've never seen the serial killer, but I have pushed some people in yeah. to keep them safe from him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or her. Yeah. You've got to clean your own space. So I was getting loads of miles, but I didn't know whether I was ill or just training hard. Yeah. And the fact is, I've got a slight cold. And I haven't allowed myself to recover fully. Yeah. But it's not it's stopping me aging. running. And you also, know. I don't know about you, but when I have a cold these days, it lasts me for months. You know, I mean, I'm feeling a lot better. I've still got a little... This seems to be this symptoms. sniffle. It goes on forever. Yeah. Endless kind of sweating at night and waking up feeling a bit full of it. But I think you also, you should probably, if you're sweating at night, you want to investigate your tog. Do you think it might be tog-related? Yeah, you might have tog issues. Do you sleep... Yeah. With yes, window open <laughs> in winter. No. Unless you mean, unless that's a euphemism for with some of my body poking out from beneath the covers. No, um, do you no, have I the window open? I do not. Right. Well, I do. Right. And that's why I've got a cold. Yeah, well, because I've heard it's good for you. All right, Dick. So I've cold there. Thank you. Circulating. But yeah. It's I doubt it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what it does do, it makes the bedroom a lot colder. Yeah. So, I, I was um, um, sleeping in Denmark in my old job where I used to tour around Northern Europe. And we were staying in this place just south of Copenhagen on the seashore. It was really nice, actually. But it was really cold. I mean, the sea was frozen. Yeah. You know? That's and, uh, I went out one night. I was sharing a room with this guy I was touring with. And when I got back, he'd gone to bed. And he had the window open. I'd like sleep with the window open. He was a bit like you. Yeah. Know, tough, tough character. Northern. Yeah. Trying to prove something. I don't Philosoph- know. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> just a man. Just a man's Just a man. Just a man's man. Throwing himself in front of definitely, traffic. He definitely yeah. heterosexual. Yeah. yeah. There were no questions marks over that. And uh, so he had the window open. And, I mean, it was probably minus 10, you know. That's stupid, though, we isn't it? We were staying in this bungalow flat type place, and I went in. I respected his window-based decision. I was being uh, quiet as well, I'm a good person. Tucked myself up. I had pajamas on. Had this little duvet they provided. Did you have a cover over the duvet? No, just the duvet. Right. And uh, oh, it's pretty cold. Pretty cold. And in the morning, I found out there was a spare duvet. Right. I know that because he He'd nicked it. had two duvets. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> Retrospectively, yeah. he turned out to have been inordinately selfish. Yeah. Selfish Whoa. to the point where it was a risk to my health. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so, ridiculous. I resist, on, I resist on cold air flowing through this room, which I then insist on sheltering myself from. How does your wife feel about this? Your cold air, not his. She's, uh, wife is fine with it, but she's going through quite serious... <laughs> Sort of late 40s flushing issues, anyway. So her temperature is wildly fluctuating. She'll be so pleased to hear you talking about this. Well, she's actually okay about it. I don't know what this. There's a bit of a stigma about chatting about it. It's life, isn't it? It's a natural thing. Yeah, she's not bothered true. at all. She's like. But the fact is, she 
wildly fluctuates from her. So basically, she keeps warm with hormones. Yes. Nice. She uses the hormones at her, you know, fingertips to kind of keep warm and cold throughout the night. These uh, old gasometer frames are fantastic. These are lovely, aren't they? Look at that. I must say, this feels glorious. This yeah, we've only gone about a mile. Yeah, no, but I mean, it's just the day, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely perfect. It's funny, isn't it, with London? Watch out for this bike on your left. Um, it's funny with the London Marathon, you're, you do training, and you have times like this when spring is definitely coming, but it's icy cold, and you think, oh, this is lovely. But by it gives the, you a boost, though, By the it? end of April, this weather isn't available. There's no way that the London Marathon will be like this. Why not? Why well, you it say just that? won't be this cold. No, it won't, no. Because we'll be closer to the sun. You'd there hope. might be a nip. Yeah, you'd have rain. The best weather for a marathon is just a light sprinkling of rain, isn't it? Yeah, or just no, kind no of... No wind. Quite mild and a bit of light rain. Yeah. Sun's nice for, for um, good spirits. But if it's yeah. overcast and not raining and chilly, that's great. Although some people like it warm, don't like running in the cold. I mean, I, I don't like to... Even in the cold, I don't wear too many clothes or anything. I think people like I've to actually got, um, wrap up and run slow. I've actually read an interesting bit of running research recently. Yeah, well, I'd love to hear any uh, logistics or facts you've been able to source about tempo to share with us and our audience. Training tempos, because we've talked about the virtues of running fast and slow in different paces and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And you're a bit mono-paced, but it's a high it's a high pace when you run yeah. on your own. Yeah. And there was this, uh, he was a scientist, researching running. And what he did was, he ran all his miles between seven and eight minute miles. Yeah. And what, but he, he doubled up on the old tracksuit, so he sweated loads. So he ran with like two or three tracksuit tops and bottoms. Like Bradley Cooper in Silver Linings Playbook. A little bit like that, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was him while he was filming, actually. Yeah. And he... And it was all steady state, but fast steady state. And it was all high, quite high mileage, sort yeah. of 10 to 12 miles a day or whatever. And he smashed his marathon time. Right. And he reckons that's the way forward, just lots of... St- because your body gets used to sweating, because in the marathon, a big thing about yeah. why you slow down after 18 is because you sweat so much, you lose loads of salts, and you're just not... You're not used to it. It is one of those things, though, where... You, you know, have to get used to sweating. Yeah, do you want to run a marathon at the expense of being... You know, for want of a set of inverted commas, a normal person. Yeah. It's a bit like doing the Atkins diet. Yeah, you'll lose weight, but it's only because you're teaching your body to starve and, you know, other terrible things are going to happen to your body. You've got to and basically I, live life. I always think, or like eating raw food. I like, you know, cooking's fine. Cooking's going to be okay. No, but I, I find myself uh, veering off into that level. Yeah. I kind of... At the moment, I'm at this sort of... So, you're sending me the out more mixed messages, r- though, because you, do you want to sweat or not sweat? No, I want to. This is We're just passing the entrance to Victoria Park. We're not going to go in. We're going to run along the canal, it's follow the edge of it, and we'll go in and come out here later. So, this is us meeting Victoria Park. We'll be back here in a minute. You want to sweat, and you want to get used to sweating. Yeah. And you want to sweat a lot. Yeah. And get used to sweating a lot, because you're going to sweat a lot. If you want to... Prepare your body for what's going to happen. Yeah. But I think I'm at an interesting thing in my training. I'm enjoying it so much. I just kind of want to run all the time. Yeah. I find myself getting a bit more extreme. Obviously, I mean, last week I did... 
I told him it was about 30, it was 35 miles. I went for a yeah. little run yesterday. Yeah. But I want to do more. I'm getting a little bit yeah, I was only into on, it. I think we're on the same page. I was on 28, but I was really gutted that I missed seven on Wednesday. Yeah. So, and I, like you said, I, I never used to run two days running, and I've realised that I can now. And it kind of makes you think, yeah, I want to be running. Yeah. But I also think that thing about sweating, it's like that, you know, saying, oh, I'm going to go this fast, it's going to hurt. Like you said, I'm only trying to maintain a pace that comes naturally. To yes, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't really want to talk about pushing. I don't think I've got the psychology for it, aside from the body. If I feel like I'm suffering or really pushing it, then you back off. I'm just going to go, oh, I can't be bothered with this. I just Shall haven't got I? that mindset. But on the other hand, what I have got, and this is now psychologically, not just physically, is once I set off, I'll just keep doing that. Yeah. You know, here I am, run along at this speed. And I will literally, if I can get the right mindset, I can do that until I fall down. Yeah, but and yeah. I've never got to the point where I fell down. I think you're underestimating how determined you are. Because yeah. you're a bloke who'll plank for like five minutes in a plank off when you're drunk with a stranger. Yeah, yeah. To outplank them. I love planking. You have got that, though. Drunk. But you have got that, don't you? Yeah. You, you, you are competitive. I'm, yeah, I'm competitive on my own terms. It's absolutely true. That's why running with other people is great. Yeah. But I also... Yeah, you don't need to recognise that kind of super tanker mindset. I just need to set it off and set it going. I mean, losing the dad's race was the biggest lesson of my life. Yeah. I thought I didn't think I was going to win it. <laughs> I thought I'd do all right. I thought I had a little turn of speed. I was the last out of all the dads. <laughs> Including the non-runners. In yeah. Including the non-runners. What a fool. Can I say, before we set off for this run... I'm trying to fire up my Garmin. Yeah. He's still searching for the location. Yeah. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Well, maybe He should not. know by now, shouldn't it? Who said that? I'm going to leave I'm it off. I'm running on my own. I'm just going to leave it off. Oh, this is beautiful. Getting to a lock. And on the other side of the lock, daffodils. Spring is really making its presence felt. A lock and daffodil shot. Surely the most. Coming up. Surely the most confused winter on record. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a complete climate mashup, hasn't it? Not necessarily just live, change, just kind of the top everything of at once. It's been a much more wintry winter, hasn't it? There's yeah, but in London. Yeah. It's been freezing at night sometimes, then you wake up. It's, all, it's, it's quite summery. Yeah, it's been really cold this last week, but the sun makes The daffodils are out. Yeah. What's happening? The plants are confused. What's happening? I don't get it. Break it down for it. And I'm rocking my new trainers. I don't know if you noticed. Have you got new trainers? I don't need new trainers. Me, I just Boston's. Still time to get new trainers and break them in for London, isn't it? These, these are going to be my London trainers. Yeah. So I'm trying to form a bond with them over the long runs. Get used to it. Well, I was thinking that after that tough mudder, um, muddy what? puddle business in Manchester. Yeah. That's a lady running with a little girl in the pushchair. I found it disappointing, maybe I'm being a, a bit tight here, but it's a shame that the little girl in the pushchair was what, either playing with an app or watching a TV programme on the phone. <laughs> she could have been enjoying, enjoying the run also. Look, honey, daffodils! I kind of so you don't know whether that's a, a good mum who's exercising or a bad mum who's late for an appointment. Or, or a uh, 
I'm really selfish au pair. Yeah. Sign <laughs> this chart, I'm trying. Yeah. yeah. You do get that more and more, though, don't you? People yeah. running with baby straps. I think it was a good mum, and uh, it was all good. I just think that in the modern world, it's just assumed. And the funny thing is that even my children at around 10 are too old for this. It's just assumed that you're going to hand your Some phone kind of to device. Your kids. Yeah. yeah. And the people with those kids don't realise that they're the first ever generation to do such a thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, I feel like I've missed the left turn. So let's do it now. Yeah, I don't want to miss Victoria Park, and I think I have. Let's go. Stay in in the canal. We've gone past the park. We're turning back because I've gone the wrong way, which is exciting in and of itself. Luckily, this is that moment when you're training, where you think, "I think we've gone too, uh, we've gone too far." But it doesn't matter because we're trying to get the miles up. Yeah, I'm sure you don't necessarily agree. I used to read loads about running. I don't read so much now, but there was a guy called Derek Clayton. Yeah. He used to run in the late 60s. Australia set the world record for the marathon. And he used to intentionally run out and get lost. So he'd run more miles. Yeah, brilliant. That was his idea. What was... Uh, what <laughs> He's was still the out there running. He's still lost. He had one Do you know what record he got? He did like the world marathon record. He did it in about two hours nine or something. Brilliant. I mean, he's a world-class runner. Pre-Garmin. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to run and get lost, mate. It's brilliant, isn't it? Particularly in Australia. I mean... This looks nice. You know, he's I'm not going to end up... passing that without a photo. Okay, it good. amazing what you choose to take photos of. I was looking ahead trying to work out where we are. Yeah, this is good. I've got to work out where this exactly is, because you weren't supposed to come here today. We're in a little park with a... Rodan here. Runny <laughs> Rodan. It's a little park. But I tell you, it may be a little park. It's not Victoria Park. We, there was a junction of canals, we were supposed to turn left and follow the edge of the park, and the other canal never materialised, and we carried on down towards the Thames. So, I'm just following Rob. Yeah. It's actually quite hard psychologically, running towards the end of long runs, when you're running with someone and you don't know where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't, you can't sort of log the miles down. There's this canal. I just keep following that. you. That's where I wanted to go, but we can't. Right. It wasn't entirely my fault. We can do this. Yeah. So, well, to give you, you and our listeners a better idea about what the run is today, right? We're going south from Newington Green. We're going to loop round Victoria Park. Then we go across Angel. We'll follow the canal through Islington and then loop round Primrose Hill. All road stuff, is Basically, it? go up here. Yeah. Basically, I, did, I drew a pornographic doodle on the map. And so we're yeah, going to do t- that. It's got a high, long bit at the top and two loops at the bottom. And I think you'll agree, that is hilarious. <laughs> That's always funny. So in here... That's never not funny. Now we're going into Victoria Park. In real life, we have pedestrian priority. I have happy memories of Victoria Park, Morning Mopai, because I was... Remember last week we went out to Walthamstow Marshes and all around the Hackney Marshes? Yeah. That. Um, on my uh, second London Marathon when I was trying for... Well, actually, I'm getting in the wrong order because I came out for a long run. It was like your Australian friend. I thought I'd like, wander around and add it up. Let's just run. Let's when run. I felt like I'd run a really long way, yeah. I thought I'd find my way back along the canal. And I got to here, pretty much where we are now. And I thought, I'll have a look and see... If I've done my 20 miles. Right. And I looked at my phone and I hadn't, hadn't done enough. 
So I made this brilliant, and that was that thing of because I wasn't running the marathon because I hadn't planned it out. I felt like a really strong decision, right? To say I am going to turn back on myself <laughs> and add a loop of Victoria Park to this run. So I turned in just where we did just then, and I ran here, and I, and I was, you know, like I'd just run well so long, further than we run today. That's a big, that's a big decision. I was, at, make, about, I was at about 17 or something, you know, and uh, maybe less. I'm beefing it up, but um, it's a long run. And I turned back on myself to do a loop of Victoria Park yeah. and to listen to some very empowering music. And it was it, basically, it was that bullish competitiveness you identified as. Like, we going tired, like? tired, yeah. mired. I'm going to run around this park. And that was really, in a way, psychologically, that's, that's okay. That was when that marathon was... Should we take that path on? Yeah, why not? Park? Why not? That was when that... Um, when I psychologically... Completed the London Marathon that year. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I just this was very strict with myself. As a result, I was uh, I I very pleased with myself. And uh, it's those choices. I ran Adam, 21 miles. Got home. That's a long run. Realised I was uh, fast. Yeah. Thought right, I can do this London Marathon in three and a half hours. Then that's so those I long did. ones. Yeah. You know, and that was that. But when you do the long ones for the marathon, you, the, so those ones where hopefully we get a few in between 20 and 22. Yeah. You sense, you don't run through it because there's no point running the marathon, but you come to the beginning of the extreme fatigue, don't you? So you yeah, get yeah. slightly used to it. See, but you I, do sense a different level, though, don't oh you? Oh, yeah, you have to get to a point. Yeah, and that's why it's interesting to be in Victoria Park today because I was there that day. So lots of interesting Memories of that. I remember having like my carb gel and stuff like that. I was thinking because I, I went to uh, I went to Runners Need in Camden to buy these trainers, and I was chatting about the gel things. I picked up some goo. I nearly took some goo today, actually, but I resisted it. What's goo? Goo's like tasty carb gel, sort of coffee caramel, straight into your legs, give you a boost, sort of thing. Yes. What can, What do you take? Uh, do you take gels on a marathon? I do a bit, although I think. I don't really trust them. I think that people, you know, people do that things like you were saying about training yourself to sweat a lot or training yourself to, training your body to operate in a different way to the way I had planned. Yeah. I'm not really into that. So, because once you take a carb gel, your body's never going to not want one. You know, you're, right, being, so you're, you're buying the crash. So you can, you can take one at the beginning of the marathon. You'll need another one half an hour later. It's a bit like Viagra, so isn't it? But like Viagra. Yeah, well, oh, I, I wouldn't know, Paul. <laughs> well, neither would I, but I'd imagine. Wouldn't know. I'd, I'd imagine <laughs> that that's what it's what like. What you're getting used to that? Yeah, like a kind of athletic Viagra. Yeah. But I might take some, not Viagra, but I might take some gels for I the marathon. for the marathon unless you <laughs> want some very extreme fancy dress. It's this way. Come on, everyone. Who's that guy? Stuart. I know you don't normally remove runners, <laughs> but this guy looks suspicious. <laughs> He's um, excited. So, because well, um, I would like to do a marathon without gels. Yeah. I have a kind of seven-mile thing, so I'll run. I would never take one uh, on less than 14 miles. Okay. I try and get to, like, 15, and then maybe have one then as a little boost. A little pick, pick you up. Then I think it's kind of psychological, you know. I don't think... I necessarily need one then. It's just like, oh, this is really hard. I've still got really far to go. It's something to throw in at that point. It is, yeah. I tend to have... I have one about 15, and then when I hit 19, I tend to 
sit down and have a full English breakfast <laughs> just to get me just to get me through the last seven, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that what you're meant to do for the world? Well, wall? it sounds good, but I think time-wise, <laughs> you're probably slightly... That's what all the Kenyan athletes do. <laughs> so says a man. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Who won't <laughs> stop to wee? <laughs> Obviously, then I get up and wee in a sponge. <laughs> so, well, I do. I say I do the fifteen one, and then I have another one uh, seven miles later. Right. And it's that second one. You think I'm sure I don't need that, but I did that in the auction when I got my PB. And you know, and then I did you feel a bit of a boost? And then I felt ill at the end, and I really felt like, I mean, maybe. I'm being hard on myself. Maybe that was the day I actually accessed that um, uh, take, taking everything, you know, and yeah. getting to the finish line and feeling ill. Feeling knackered. But it felt, because it was really sort of stomach-based. I basically had stomach cramps and it felt right. like I was... You're going to explode. Going to puke or have diarrhea or yeah. something. And I felt like it was because I had a carb gel in me and nothing you else. You, know? you can definitely do too much. I've done the, some marathons where you take... Lucasade gels every five minutes and then Lucasade drinks. And yeah. Before you know it, you just kind of. It's not sugar, is it? But you do, it feels a bit yeah. oversweetened, doesn't it? Yeah, and also going back to your kind of. Oh, sleep with the window open kind of attitude. Yeah. I find it hard. And, and I'm, I'm happy to be convinced by an expert, but I find it hard to believe that water is a bad way to hydrate. No, I think water's <laughs> perfect, isn't it? Yeah, water's because you can hydrate with water. Yeah. There's statistics would suggest that hydrating with water works. Probably better than anything, yeah, yeah. I imagine. So when people say, oh, you, what you need is something, some kind of isotonic squash. Yeah. I think, do you? You get those guys you? who you're lining up, they've got like gels like holstered up. Yeah, you know, 12 gels, and it's, like it's crazy, it's crazy. Running off with, with a dozen Just gels sort of weighted down, yeah. You don't, I mean, first of all, you're not going to need them for the first half. They're all flapping off you as you set off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, that doesn't work for me at all. Well, the guys... Are, I'd the rather guys go the other way. I'd like... I'd rather go less, yeah. I'd have a banana instead of a gel at, like, yeah. 15 miles. Yeah. And then not need anything else. The other thing is... It's all about the training. Sometimes... You really can lean on a sweet. Yeah. But I'm vegan now. So no jelly sweets. Actually, I was vegetarian before. So How long is it? Ultimately, how, either way, it's pork. How's a vegan going? Well, pretty how, good. How long have you been vegan? How long have you been? Since November. So Right, okay. We're on 
four months today. And wow. uh, socially, it's nightmare. an issue because I, I try and make a point of not talking about it. Because the whole thing, the whole kind of comedy trope and the meme, and I'm ruining that now, but hey, you're listening to running commentary. No, but Here's my dirty laundry. There'll be some vegans out there. Yeah. Don't be shy. Yeah, and also you always say vegan, which is great. Makes you feel like I come from space. <laughs> I am, um, but people do say the vegans go on about it, so I make a point of not going on. About I've it. never met any vegans. I met a lot of vegans. <laughs> well, what goes from on Las, from Las Vegas in Vegas yeah. <laughs> stays in vegans. But um, in uh, Manchester at the weekend, Manchester for the record, disappointing vegan town. Really? I thought it'd be good. I thought it'd be good stuff, like Brighton. No. I could get really fat as a vegan in Brighton. Pasties and ice cream. I imagine they haven't quite embraced the the, uh, vegan. But I was in the northern quarter, where it's all supposed to be artsy and hip. Yeah. Anyway, I I thought there was a vegan cafe there. I couldn't find it. So I went to this cafe that had had vegan stuff specified on the menu. Now, some places don't, and I'm into that. Right. But this place did. Things that said V.E., and it was a telltale little open so it was brackets V-E. Yeah. But it was like a breakfast place. Yeah. All day breakfast. So I said, oh, I'll have your vegan breakfast. Okay. Woo, woo. The alarm goes off in the kitchen. Yeah, we had a little conversation We've got about one the toast in. and yeah, yeah, whether yeah. the sourdough had eggs in it and yeah. whether they had some sort of spread and stuff. Anyway, didn't see that guy again. The waitress came to the table and morning cheerily said, oh, wait, I'm going to get back to the story. Look at this. This is good. On our right... Is a lovely stone um, seat. Seat. You can sit in this one like you did in that other one. Uh, okay, this stone seat in Victoria Park used to be part of London Bridge. It's nice. The old it? London Bridge, the one that got sold to the Americans. And uh, so it was part of London Bridge till uh, 1830 and was put in the park here in 1860. Good history, huh? I like your history moments. There's another one. There's a pair of running commentary and then the odd sort of travelogue, travelogian moment. I like it. How can we know all this stuff? I'm just that guy, aren't I? You obviously are that that guy. guy. If I wasn't the comedian, if we didn't do running commentary, if I didn't get to do celebrity versions of quizzes, if I was just some bloke, I would still be doing facts and puns. Thank goodness that you're not just. Thank goodness you're not just some bloke. Unless you're a vegan running <laughs> comic. It's not vague, I'm pretty specific. <laughs> so, so talk me through the Manchester waitress. Let's, I was going to say we need to go right to that corner, but that's not, we might get lost again. Let's go. We can, this is Robert Frost here. Okay. Two paths forked in a, in a the road less travel by. And, and I took the road less travel by, and it made, has made all the difference. Um, he, those poems, the famous quotes and stuff, but they're blooming great. No, they are. I like, I like a bit of Robert Frost. Yeah. Whose woods these are, I, I think, think I know. He lives down in the village, though. Oh. He won't mind me stopping here. Oh, or is it my little horse will think it's queer? Yeah. And his horse is just gently jingling in yeah. the snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, that's some, that was a good day for a run. Morning, Robert. <laughs> oh, oh, Frosty. I suppose you know where we are. Sorry, Robert. Can't stop. Um, so... We have many miles to go. Yeah. Cheerily, the waitress, I'm just going to get a picture here. This is, took them many miles to go. You get oh, the great the London skyline oh, in the distance the over Victoria Park, the song with the poster in the middle. That's fantastic. The entire Victoria Park scene. Here he comes. Um, vegan breakfast, she said. Yeah. Plonked it down. Fried egg on top. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Classic, mate. It's Little treat for you. It's not a classic. <laughs> and then uh, 
So she's gone away by now. Yeah. And I started thinking, well, if the egg is fried, then no one's checked the ingredients on of those course. veggie sausages. And I know that most veggie sausages aren't vegan, you know. Yeah. So she came back and I went, oh, oh, it's not really a vegan breakfast, is it, with the egg on top? <laughs> and uh, and he, I kind of like to talk oh. about these sausages. Controversy. Went, oh, oh, are you sorry, serious about sorry it? Sorry about that. And she took it away, but she hadn't got it, you know. You no. could tell. I thought, this is a problem. I don't understand. So I pulled over the plate of toast. Slice of sourdough, definitely sourdough. He told me the sourdough was vegan. Yeah. Guess what was on the plate with the sourdough toast? What's that? Some butter there. Right, Some butter like it, there for yeah. me. That was when I <laughs> left that. <laughs> and it's difficult when you don't did, make a fuss. We did everything to accomodate him. We put an egg on top. <laughs> we buttered the sourdough. Here's your vegan steak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> vegan bakisani. Equally, though, there will be someone listening to this going, oh, you're going on about it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I eat what I want, but it's good that that's another level of... Is it kind of ethics thing, that, or is it an well, athletic thing? I think it's just an ethics I think everywhere people do it. Are you trying to get fitter with that? Yeah, it or was running it? that got me into it, definitely. Right. And uh, I also think, I mean, on the one hand, I became a vegetarian years ago, uh, 20 years ago this year, and uh, it was because ethically, yeah. but even then it was out of a kind of stubbornness, I was never an evangelist of vegetarian, never tied in with it with anyone else. Yeah. I just kept hearing myself saying, you know, I, I, I'd be a vegetarian if I could be bothered. Right. And I thought, oh, shut up. Shut be up. Be bothered. Just do it. So I did it. Yeah. And then out of stubbornness and grumpiness, <coughs> it generally beat me. I can never not do it after that. Once you've started that ve- long vegetarian plank, you've got to see it through. That's right. So, I'm virtually vegetarian. Yeah, but everyone says that. Yeah, apart from the chicken thing and a <laughs> couple of sausages yesterday. My, I don't uh, eat that much. I like my it. My nana in law, who's 97, she always says, Oh, I'm nearly a vegetarian. Apart from that kind of killed last week. So, you don't eat fish either? No. Right. But I would say, I couldn't live since the fish. children have been born, that it's been more, I rarely eat meat and fish. Right. Because there'd been some. So I've dipped and dabbled, not least because my commitment to leftovers is greater than my commitment to vegetarianism. Yeah. yeah. So, but then, so and, and when I first became vegetarian 20 years ago, I was also trying to lose weight. Yeah. And I didn't. And there's a certain kind of old school presumption on my part that I would. It's amazing. If you carry on eating massive amounts of cheese and pizza, you, you don't, don't, you you don't, don't get lose weight. And I think there was an element of that. And when I first, apart from wanting to be sort of pure, I uh, thought I might lose a bit of weight when I went vegan. And I was looking to just lose a few pounds before we started training, you know. But I didn't really, which is a good sign. It's, yeah, it's hard to lose weight. I think ultimately, as a, as a grown-up, you know, as, a, uh, as someone this side of 35, yeah. what you need is a relationship with food. And you want it to be healthy, obviously. The whole idea of having a, of thinking about what you eat can lead to obsessiveness at best. Yeah. Eating disorders at worst. <coughs> but but the other way is that if you want to be healthy, if you, you need to have a plan. You need to make some decisions. It doesn't matter what they are. You know, I spoke to someone last week who's vegan two days a week. Right. That's all right. Yeah. And other people do, I don't know, do all kinds of things. You know, they use apps. They, they eat apps. Yeah, apples That's is the long word. Well, apples are a little bit... <laughs> 
It's an apple for that. I actually, uh, I think it's, it, it is quite simple, isn't it? You just have to eat less and move more, isn't it? Yeah. If you want to lose weight. Yeah. And eat, eat, eat green stuff, eat salads, eat veg. Yeah. We are a bit like, if you have your fish and veg or meat and veg, we need to have way more veg and just and less fish. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to like your normal, you look at your plate, there'll be like loads of meat or fish. Yeah. yeah. And veg is a side thing. Just make the veg the main thing. Yeah, that's right. Well, I did that 100%. Well, 100%. But, but equally, all, it's also avoiding yeah. kids' leftovers because yeah, when that. you see those smiley faces, it's quite hard not to chunk in, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They leave those fish fingers and smiley faces and a bit of broccoli. You're like, yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, like, exactly. Well, appetizer before my own dinner. That was Asha who said that. And I was like, no, I'm not going to have anything to listen to from this rap star. <laughs> well, sort of croony post Michael Jackson. Stolen rap star. Oh, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, that's where the, uh, I don't know, something going on. Well, it's to do with the work here. There's a closed oh, off right. bit of the park here. And I'm like, maybe it's going to be a festival. I have festivals here. Love box and back in the day, my rock lad, against my, racism. My lad the, uh, love box. Um, the Clash did an anti-Nazi uh, concert here did in the late 70s. Oh, right, yeah. It's the People's Park Park, you know. Always been a home of dissent and, and uh, democratic voicing. We've done that. We've done Victoria Park. Now where do we go? We're going back into it. Oh, okay. Across the road. All of Victoria Park is in Tower Hamlets. I've never understood why Tower Hamlets is called Tower Hamlets, but it is. And that's where we are. So... Going back to uh, liquids rather than foods. Way up. I just saw German a guy over there. They're doing the gardening here. And I just saw a guy do a fancy spin. Go that way. They're filming something, definitely, aren't they? Are they? Well, oh, there's an event. Because I've seen lights covered by plastic. Some getting rained on and stuff like that. I don't normally have those in the park. Some kind of effects going on. How are the gigs in Manchester? Oh, they were good. But I want to tell you something about this. I'll get before you get back Go to on. that. Um, when I got to about here, on that long run before my London Marathon before last, yeah. I had my carb gel. Right. And then, <laughs> it's funny thinking, because I knew I needed it, I was getting very, I was thinking, oh, I can feel my adrenaline now. You know, I feel really spacey and great. But that means my body has started secreting things in a slightly panicky way. So soon I'm going to come down off that. And then and I'm going to get really tired and miserable and weak. So, so this is when to have the carb gel. And that got me thinking about it. And what was funny was, what I didn't realise then, but we're going to see today, is as you come round the end of the park here, by the lake that's on the other side of those trees, yeah. you get to a place where I did a, I filmed an advert with Simon Evans years ago now. You filmed an advert? Me and Simon Evans Sell out. did an advert for us. Sell out, mate. Yeah. For, for me, was it for me? It was for a popular apple-based alcoholic beverage. Oh. <laughs> And uh, promoting booze. Yeah, nice bit of wedge. It was great. Nice bit of wedge. I have no regrets. Like it. But what was hilarious was, right, so I'm all really tired, really like heading for my third 10 miles, you know, and assessing all of this. And then I had this brilliant bit of double think. And I've ha- and I've, since then, I've had it again, which is where you start really fancying a pint. Because <laughs> <laughs> I could picture it because I've been sitting over there drinking cider years ago 
And uh, I thought, oh, yeah, I'd love one of those now. And then my sense of was going, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> you would instantly spew it out. Yeah. But I can imagine it's like this magical, cool uh, yeah, icy cold, fizzy drink. And I had the same thing in uh, uh, last, last term. These are quite nice. Your energy will light I've got the these on the, uh, on the road, these little mantras. Must be for runners. They do loads of races here, don't they? Yeah, well, there's an event here, isn't there? I don't know what it is. We'll look it up and we'll let you know. I think they do 10Ks here, 5Ks. Yeah, so um, by Big Ben last uh, April, I saw a guy. He did really well as well. There's a little pub there over yeah. the way from Big Ben. And this guy had obviously gone in there, got the lagers in, and somehow got himself back to the barrier. Because <laughs> yeah. next to his mate, they both had these kind of black leather jackets on. And I saw, as I ran past, he handed one of these pints of lager over to his mate. Yeah. And I just thought, I'm having one of those. <laughs> I even thought that if I snatched it out of his hand and drank it, he would, as knowing I was someone who was about to finish a marathon, he'd, probably say he'd find it amusing and head yeah. off into the pub. But A, you never I didn't want to stop. B, I didn't want to spew. And C... I didn't know if he would actually jump over the barrier and beat me up. You do get those in South London, don't you, when you start the marathon, get offering you Guinness and cannabis spliffs. <laughs> that'll, that'll, that'll get you going. Get you, we're just yeah, trying to make the six, seven mile. Follow me Come around. on, mate. Follow me around and give me one when I have my full English. <laughs> yeah. Offering you the alternative so to that the day gate, you have That's fun. that gate we passed first, but right. let's complete the circuit of the park and then come back out that way. Well, what I gag for when I'm running is, uh, <laughs> what keeps me going at the end of long runs is... Just a nice cup of tea and a biscuit in the bath. That's quite northern, isn't it? The thought of it. Yeah, just an yeah, idea. Don't drink tea, don't like the bath, particularly since the incident. Yeah. I, I wonder what's going on here. See, look, this either they've covered these lights with covers, or that's got to be some these sort of robots are slightly... Uh, event. They've covered the lights up. They're expecting a bad What's happening here, mate? What is it? All right, okay. What is it again, sorry? What is it again? Right. Oh. And they've left all the gear out. <laughs> Are they? All right, okay. Cool. So we missed it? Yes. Oh, well. Well, sounds exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Next Onwards. year. Cheers. Take care, mate. Cheers, bro. It's not as exciting as a film, is it? No. But kind of fits in with my uh, new trainers. Adidas. Yeah. Adidas named after I found it a deal dazzler. What, genuinely? Yep. Who is? Well, bloke. The bloke who invented it. Got some nice running shoes, started a business. He did all right, didn't he? Yeah. I think he did okay, though. Yeah. Good call. Good fact. I was pleased with that. So how long we've done so far, then? Well... On the mile front. I'll would, tell you would that affect your flow? There's yeah, no I'm going to tell you in a minute. Let's not affect the flow. Let's finish Victoria and then see... Um, Victoria Park is, uh, there's a lot of Second World War stuff went on here. There was a prison of war camps on the, uh, on the north side. And there was, uh, massive anti-aircraft guns to try and take down the bombers right. that were bombing East London in the Blitz. And there was a couple of guys running through saying, so why are all these, why are all those what Italians over there? What's this, uh, what is this? 
loads of runners today. Yeah, loads of people doing the long runs. I reckon. Yeah, down by the canal, it's up with chairs. That yeah. guy's on a. That's a mo- is that a motorised scooter? That's, as you just, do a, that's just an actual manual scooter. Good. He's keeping it. I disapprove of the old motorised scooters. Some great legs. They used to be a pagoda, but it got damaged in the war, and then they pulled it down. But they still got all this stuff. Very nice. Let's cross the bridge. Let's do something picturesque. This is nice, yeah. The Japanese gardens. Very nice. Yes. Very nice. Of course, this is quite close to Bow Comedy Club, isn't it? We're sort of on an island here. This is beautiful. Yeah, in fact, when we did that cider advert, we were uh, asking strangers to describe the flavour. And one of the strangers, so me and Simon Evans, so jobbing comedians, one of the strangers they approached to pass comment was um, comedian Lee Hurst. He didn't, he didn't like that. Being he didn't like it. Approached as a normal person. He didn't like that. Are you not aware who I am? They think it's all over. <laughs> but yeah, we're near his club. His club and also Bojongles as well, which was oh, yeah. for years, wasn't it? Oh, any good Bojongles stories? Bojongles. I did have one story. I was, well, loads of sort of notoriously quite tricky comedy club right in the heart of the East End. Yeah, kind of a brick box full of angry people. It could be, yeah. yeah. And I was doing a, a Christmas gig where you normally get quite angry people, ironically, at yeah. a certain stage when they're just a bit... Drunk and maybe them had an end of year's bonus that they Fun- wanted. And, and fundamentally, it's because it wasn't their idea to come. They didn't want to come so to being work. Told to shut up and listen. I mean, I've performed to people at Christmas, and they've all been sacked and then taken out for a Christmas party. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. no good, is it? No, no. that's tough to follow. And so obviously, that's really no good for you. No, it's all appalling. They've lost their livelihoods, but for me, I'm facing a pretty tricky 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so I'm out in Bow, very. Very, just grim, just, just one of those rooms where there's just nothing going on. And I found myself purely playing for the comics, yeah. which is always disastrous. Yeah, never a good idea, although understandable. Yeah, it's like playing for your mates when you're on your ass. So I was doing a bit of chat with this bloke, not going particularly well. And then I started just saying uh, in a high-pitched voice, I'm gay, I'm just gay, and just coming out as a very gay man, just for the amusement of my mates. They laughed. Obviously nothing from the crowd. No. Which is fair enough. Well, how do they know you're not? Yeah, of course, yeah. But to suddenly announce it halfway through an otherwise normal set, they probably sensed something was quite off it. Yeah, yeah. And then some bloke started walking towards the stage and threatening me. Half of it was because if you're going to come out as a massively camp gay man, probably best not to do it in bow. That's right. No, I hear that. Yeah. It's like right in the heart of not the most gay-friendly area of town. Yeah. Not that no one want to judge. I'm sure there's people who cool with it, but that night... Anyway, this bloke started walking towards the stage. Yeah, yeah. And started offering me outside for a fight. And I started singing that... Um, Consider yourself. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm gay. It's clear we're narrowly avoiding violence and just really just having fun with it. Yeah. But I had to be escorted out of the building that night. <laughs> it, was a, it was one of those. Of course, the comics found it hilarious. Any story that yeah. ends, I had to be escorted out of the building that night. That's not a, in comedy. Not a great night. 
Not many of those, to be fair. Is it? Have you had many? Well, funny enough, you had any in that very club, I had a, I had a um, uh, brilliant experience where I definitely divided the audience. I mean, I, I, you know, you're getting this from me, but honestly, there were two stag do's down the front, kind of. The stage was a thrust what stage. Is, what is that? So oh, they're kind that's of covering... A a, that's a dog in a coat. Sorry. It's a dog in a coat. Don't worry. It's not about. a really, really long rat. Hey, mate. This guy's owner's going to be really annoyed if you heard what I said about the rat. God bless him. Hey, little dog. Little dog, look at me. Strange and incredible yeah. creature. Hey. What an incredible creature. Hello. That's What's like the dog. Name? That's like the dog that they find in The Simpsons, isn't it? That episode of The Simpsons. Santa's little helper. Bless him. Um, bless him. What a great looking beast. So... The stage was entirely cushioned by two stag dudes, yeah. numbering 70 people in total. Ooh. And when I say people, Ooh. obviously men. Yeah. And when I say men, older men right. in pressed shirts. Yeah, they're tough. You know, it's very... They're tough. They're, that's that's going to be tough, isn't it? Two stag dudes and Any two cr- second time around weddings. Yeah, right. Or more. Okay, so they haven't even got the optimism of the first no, wedding. No, that's right. Not much They're in the sailing wedding. enough the cynicism of divorce. And I promise you that everyone behind them, the other 150 people at the gig, like me a lot. Yeah. But they I'm just, sure it just wasn't for them. I mean, it really wasn't. They're, they're not the only ones. There's a kind of demographic there that I'm not a good fit with. Anyway. And blokes. And blokes they, would be one, like, civic, yeah. like big, proper... Proper blokes. And the thing about them is they, they, it was like that sense of argument. There's this one scary old guy, iron head, guy give me a look, and he wanted me to be disappointed <laughs> with myself, you know? His look and what he was saying to me were like, he likes to what, what are you thinking? You know? What are you doing with your life? What do you think about what you've done here? And yeah. I was like, man, <laughs> I, I approve it. He really thought that I was going to suddenly click and go, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. But that's um, the thing about... The fun thing, I didn't do any uh, fictional coming out to wind them up. Right. But I did... Opportunity wasted. In, in the same sort of moment, I segued into a solo a cappella rendition of Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry, Be Happy. Nice. Like... Total wind-up. And then about halfway to it, and, I had, and I've got comedy, so I was getting... I was getting laughs off all the people who didn't despise me. Yeah. And then... Once it had been going for quite a while, and really making these guys kind of shout and spit with rage, <laughs> I did say, by the way, I've done my time. Finish your time. <laughs> I'm just doing this to wind you up. So I didn't have to, really be a, wound him up. have to be escorted from the building, but maybe I should have been. And that's Bojangles. Yeah. Uh, great days. Uh, but also, occasionally smashing gigs. Oh, yeah. I had some great storms. Well, I when, enjoyed when that they one. love you, they love you. Absolutely. Yeah. I think even that weekend, the other gig that weekend, it was like one weekend that was an adventure with a story. Sorry, one night that was an adventure with a story, and the other night was just a joy. Yeah. Because it's that, in comedy, it's that energy. If you get that kind of Larry Friday, Saturday night energy on your side, then it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's better than wild. any theatre gig. Yeah. It's what keeps you in the club comedy game, isn't it? That's right. So we've so done a big loop of the Victoria Park. It's a Park. full loop of Victoria Park with extras, and we're popping out... We're going to turn right to uh, Angel. And I'll tell you how far we've gone so far as we go. Back on the canal then, retracing our steps. It's really um, nice how many people there are. It's just because of the good weather. It's, it's just full of people it's doing the same thing as us. Just over six and a half so far. Oh, that's all right. I was thinking maybe five, so I'm quite pleased with that. Yeah, I'm hoping we that have been gabbing though, the we? two halves will be kind of... 
eight each. Right, okay. So we'll get up to Angel, and that's end of part one. Okay. Because so we use the uh, canal to measure it, because the canal goes under a big tunnel at Angel. So we're looking at 16. 14, 16, but we'll right. be okay. 16 will be fine at yeah, this pace. We can yeah. do it. I think it's interesting you saying that, because I think when we started out, I don't know if you'd have said that, but now we're going. In yeah, this but weather. equally, why not? It's easy to say, let's do 16 when you've just done six and a half. Yes. It's horrible being in love when you're eight and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Call me back when we're on 10 or 11 miles. See how I feel about 16 then. Yeah, absolutely. Call me, baby. I quite like, because we're going to run to the point where the uh, canal goes completely underground. I wish we could find someone with a narrow boat to just give us a little lift. Or we could keep a little punt down there and just do an upside-down run down the, the roof oh, of the tunnel. Did you know it's that's, like how, did you know that's how they used to do it? Did you know that's how they used to do it? Used to do... That was someone cycling towards you, Yeah, right, towards I was just saying how harmonious it had been with the cyclist this morning. Not that time. And then that one. He just misjudged it. He was trying to Got avoid... He thought he'd avoid me by cycling you into the canal. Yeah. Yeah, in... Uh, when... Uh, uh, canal boats didn't have engines... Yeah. Obviously, they get pulled along by horses on the towpath. Yes. And when they got to long tunnels, the uh, horses would walk round. Yeah. And the guys on the boat would just lie on the roof and walk <laughs> along the roof of the tunnel. Right. And just push the boat along with their feet. That's great. Isn't that fantastic? That's great. So I wish we could that's include perfect. a bit of that in our run. That'd be great. But they don't. You can't do that anymore. So and that's why if you ever see a tunnel like now they're always really small because the roof has got to be just above the boat otherwise you need someone with very long legs that's another fabulous fact it's a good one isn't it it's a great one i tell you what i've walked i've walked down here a few times post rave when i was a <laughs> nice when i was a kid where would the rave have been then well by either victoria park or somewhere in somewhere else in hackney nice you and don't get that anymore kids this industrial yeah another we're back escape. to where the uh gasometer is it's just okay. I, I vaguely remember pontificating wildly about aliens looking at these. Yeah, yeah. You know, just lost in sort of they look like alien hypothesis. Yes. But in a really serious way, you know. Why were you high on life? Yeah. Just buzzing off that post-dance thing. Post-dance euphoria. So uh, the reason why I couldn't do the park run yeah. on Saturday was because... Friday night, did the late show at the Comedy Store, all good fun. Got to we were both at Comedy Stores that weekend, you were in London, I was in Manchester. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, it was great, great gigs. And I, was, I got to bed about one, thought this is fine, but I got to bed. And then realised that my son's light was on, which means he's not back yet. Right, what time's this? One o'clock in the morning. He told what my wife... He's supposed to be back? Well, he told my wife he's going to be back about 12. He's 17 years old. So, so you're immediately a little bit stressed. Because he's not, he's just at that age where he's just forgetting everything and losing stuff and getting lost. He's just, he's just mired in absolute yeah. idiocy. Yeah, basically you want to respect his freedoms, but you don't trust him not to be an yeah. idiot. And yeah. he's also, all right, mate, mired with idiocy coupled with an intense thirst for life experience. I think that, by the way, this is, we're just passing the end of Broadway Market. If we turn right here, we get up to London Fields. Yeah. Just to give you a bit of land, London landmarkage. Oh, I sounded like a... Some of Russell Kane's comedy there. That's the Walter Scott on the corner of Broadway Market. Um, sorry, so he was supposed to be back. He's, he's just at that age. He's, he's drinking. He's out partying. 
he's having a laugh, you know, with his mates. He's also hasn't got a mobile at the moment because he lost it two weeks ago and can't be bothered to replace it whilst being simultaneously really bothered by the fact he hasn't got a mobile. Yeah, we want you said, to replace it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'm not. I'm saying you replace it. I've got a mobile. And yeah. then, well, just sort of, yeah. but... So he's, he's there, yeah. that's where so he you is. You could almost say, even if it's subconscious, he, he's put himself in a situation where you wish he had a phone. Yeah, I mean, it's genius in a way. Yeah. He's, he's just, he's having a great time. Yeah. So he's out. So we're reduced to, like, texting mates and stuff with his mates. And it's, you just can't get to sleep. Two in the morning, he's not back. Three in the morning, you ring, you're contacting other parents. And you... you, you you're stuck between... Any use in the other parents? No. You're stuck with the occasional message from another kid of, like, misspelt, drunken message. Like, don't worry, but... You, you know, just, just kind of yeah, completely yeah. unreassuring messages. Yeah. You're stuck between being really worried that something's bad happening to him and then really wanting to leather him when he gets home. Yeah. You're right on the cusp. Anyway, hey, Kate, that boat's named after me. Get a picture of this, and then you'll know. See, it's named Ooh. after me. Uh, so yeah, you didn't know whether you were going to end up striking your child, yeah, or or, or lost in violent fantasy in both directions, racing into your breast. What's happening, my up. son? But yeah. he eventually came in at quarter two. Four. Ooh. The missus had to I thought be you were going to say quarter to two. Quarter to four no, is quarter big. to four. The missus had to be up at half six to drive the other son to a dance competition. But so everyone's. I was, I was obviously just wave goodbye to the park run. A little bit fractious atmosphere at your house. Yeah. yeah. And I felt I had to. I had to have a go at him. Yeah. Which I did. Yeah. Not for too long. There was no physical remonstration. He must have been too, too drunk, surely, to. He wasn't. Really he hear was. That. He wasn't that drunk. He was just, what are you on about? I'm back. It's fine. <laughs> just kind of outrage yeah. response. Yeah. And the next day he was contrite and all that. Yeah. But I had to have a go. More for the wife, to be honest. She was just desperate because we had all that thing of like, well, you deal with it, then I'll go to sleep. I was like, just forget it. And it just went on and on, you know. That was nice. Nice and polite. Yeah, that worked well. And um, we are on the rattly bit of the uh, towpath, though, so it's a bit like, lubba, lubba, lubba. Lubba, lubba, lubba. So I had to go. I did the dad thing. I was quite impressed with the ferocity, the verbal onslaught, but, yeah. but the, the I'm brevity that as there well. Wasn't actually, you didn't strike the child. No, of course I never do that. It didn't last long, but it made its effect. And the next day, he tried to get sort out his mobile. So did he wake up the next day and done. come down all contrite and say, "Sorry again about last night"? Nah, <laughs> they're just Even totally. They said it, that they're just it. totally in the mo- in the moment. He's come. He'd forgotten about it the second it had finished. Well, I should think he probably slept till around the same time the next day. Yeah, no, he wasn't to be honest. Sorry, thanks. He was up at uh, he was up at half nine, and he was fine. Just not just completely unbothered by the fact that did you did you it. nearly fall in the canal just then? Did I? Don't know. Did you I? Did a little misstep and you were right on the edge. I mean, right on the edge. That would have been great, wouldn't it? It would have been good. I, said, I don't drama. think I could have got the camera around in time. It was great a tiny drama. slip, but you were right on the brink. Brilliant. You're not at that age with a kid yet. No, I was just thinking about that because this birthday, my son's, he was 11. And, uh, you know, he's, he's smart and he's tall and he does... He's so sweet. He's into things like... He's really sweet. Surfing, but he's also, yeah, he's a big softy. Well, if you're talking about the mobile phone, he's got his zip card now. You know, he bips to get on the bus. It's free. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he bips his oyster card. 
That's it. That's grown upness right there. Yeah. Watching 12 films. Not 12 A's. 12. 12s. Him and his uh, little sister wanted to watch The Martian yesterday. All right, yeah. And, uh, and we didn't. Uh, just went in the middle. It wasn't very Sunday night-ish, you know. I'll watch it one day soon. Good and, film. Uh, yeah, great film. We saw it at the cinema. Just didn't fancy it over dinner. Anyway, later on, we found a doodle. His little sister had done a picture of the four of us watching The Martian. Oh. Like the, the family scene oh. with the scream of the spaceman on it. So we both literally, as when I was supposed to be asleep, we were in there going, we're so sorry, we didn't watch that film today. You're in that really sweet zone. What were you, we used to do every now and again, which somebody else gives a recommendation in terms of like family bonding. Yeah. Every few months or so, we'd have a family night. And what, what, what we'd do is we'd get all the mattresses and stuff downstairs in the front room. And we'd all sleep in that room. Nice. At night. And we'd watch movies. Good. And eat sweets till everyone sort of fell asleep. Yeah. And it was just great. Just really good bonding stuff. Yeah, know? we have um, classic film night every Wednesday. Do you? Right, yeah, we okay. cook a nice meal. That's nice. Sit in front of it and we sort of announce the... You know, it's always we always choose the films and it's classics. But sometimes they're actual... You know, we did a... It's a Wonderful Life and... How did, did, they, did, they, did they like It's a Wonderful Life? Yeah, they did. I they're really to open that. to classic film. Like, the more films we watch, the more they're kind of... You know, I'll be talking to them about the Marx Brothers or or even, I don't know, something more serious. Like, a, oh, yeah, sort of like... I'm trying to Papillion think... Papillion or something. Yeah, Papillion. Uh, the black and white Hitchcock. So I was trying right, to get okay. them to watch Saboteur. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'd love to see oh. that. Watch out. Sorry. That was a man on the bike under the bridge. That's about as exciting as it gets down here. And we went the waterway, but then that... Just as you mentioned, just as you mentioned Hitchcock. Yeah, that's right. But they always say, oh, I'd love to see that. But equally, uh, classic films do include popular classics. Right. So we've had Jurassic Park and Pirates of the Caribbean. E.T., they're always like E.T. Yeah, they saw E.T. at the cinema. Right. And and, uh, Back to the Future, things like that. And uh, the only thing about it that's funny is that... Oh, the really good one we had the other day was Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yeah. Because that's, I mean, I the, the that, Caprio yeah. one. Yeah. Absolutely great. I mean, my wife cried all the way through because <laughs> she knew Leo was going to die. It's pretty much the only time we watched a film where she cried more than me. <laughs> but um, uh, but it's funny because we do it on a Wednesday and we sit down to dinner at seven and we often pause it to do things or start late or dinner's not ready. Yeah. Always, so often, we run out of time. Right. We're having this great time. And it then we go, too late. It's yeah. bedtime. Yeah. This film's too long. One week we did West Side Story. Yeah, West Side Story is so it takes long. Takes ages, yeah. And we were loving it. It's like, oh, forget it. So <laughs> we, uh, it's slightly uh, a time management issue. But other than that, Classic Film Club is brilliant. Bit of a segue, but I do find, uh, I find... Grouch your mouth's a bit cold. Yeah. As a, scr- as a comic screen presence. That's interesting. Disgusting. Well, I think... A bit cold? It's a bit cerebral, it? it really it? depends a bit on the dated. film. dated, right. Because I think that the early ones, they managed to bottle a kind of anarchy that they must have perfected on the musical stage. Right. And then after the first few classics, they, yeah. uh, they change studios. Okay. And they kind of clean up their act. And then the first couple after that are still good. Right. But they are a lot tidier. Okay. Something is lost. Right. Um, a Night at the Opera is an example of one of the early big studio ones. It's just a bit too... A bit too clean. Sorry, right, mate. Because ultimately, 
the moment they really polish it up, he gets too important. Yes. They need to be... And it's not funny. The, the wit one, the, the... High status comedy yeah. is not that funny, is it? No, that's right, exactly. And one of the things I absolutely love about them is everyone treating him like he's normal when he isn't. Yeah. So when he gets a bit, even a little bit respectable, that's kind of spoiled, isn't it? So we passed Broadway Market... We passed where we joined the uh, canal in Haggerston. So we're sort of back on last week's run now, kind of. That's right. We're, we're not going to do Walthamstow. Talking of uh, the old days of classic days of film, we're going to go past the old, uh, the old uh, Gainsborough Film Studios, which are now hipster East End flats. I'm more which factual made, than ever before. This made uh, made what? They made films. The, uh, I think that has to be well up there on the look of amusement front, hasn't it? Those three fluorescent jacketed blokes are yeah. absolute amusement. I was just thinking about that because there's a lot of people down the canal and we've got really used to running in our Britney Spears get-up. I mean, just the headsets, we're not dressed like Britney did. And, that uh, would be ridiculous, wouldn't it? School uniforms. Well, some people would, yeah, yeah. Whoops. I did yeah. it again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hit me. <laughs> Don't hit me, Dad. That's your son. That's you. I'll never hit him. I want to be clear. I wanted, I wanted that statement. That's what I was looking for. I'll never hit him. Sometimes I, sometimes I feel I've got to throw him a shoulder in the corridor just to prove <laughs> that I've still got a bit of something. Because <laughs> he is stronger than me now. Because yeah. it works out all the time. But I have to think that I could still have him. Yeah. I mean, but I don't know whether I could. It's like just He's 30 years younger than me. <laughs> Could I still have him? Well, let's not <laughs> Let's not find out. Oh, that would be awful if you could have me. I'd have to take him by surprise, I think. Talking about um, bystanders being bewildered, there was a great yep, um, dad, I'm going right. There was a great... Ooh. That's why it went bing bong, it was two different bikes. Yeah. Um, so the first one ringed and then the other one didn't. Ding, da dong. Um, yeah, there was a guy just before that bridge, the last bridge we went under with a um, toddler in a pushchair. And he did a really lovely look. He was looking at us. He was like, oh, he was like no, what he the hell? It. And then he went, oh, okay. Oh, all right. So he, the penny, either the penny dropped or he thought, I'm never going to know. But Fair enough. Nice I see it, I get it. They're recording it whilst running. <laughs> it's like For a kind of running, like running. Yeah. commentary. Yeah. yeah, this is, we went, we were here on the first one we came in here. What was that storm called? Imogen. Imogen. Yeah. So this is where the I always remember the canal. The canal along here that on that day was like uh, it was like a perfect storm. It was I thought George Clooney and Mark Wahlberg were going down. But today it's a lot more sedate. That was a great movie, Perfect Storm. Oh, I don't like it. Why don't you like it? Because I found it slightly overdramatic in the uh, considering it's based in real life. Yes. I didn't think that the they talk like real people. I kept saying things like, I just love fishing. See me, I've been a fisherman all my life, and that's what I love. I don't think real jobbing fishermen say things like that. I thought he was quite... I mean, I I like Wahlberg, I like Clooney, I like the ensemble. And also, it's an unusual film, because everyone dies. Yeah, yeah. I know the story is real and everyone dies in the story, but everyone dies. And to be cold... That's pretty big, isn't it? Knowing that's going to happen, which, you know, you kind of did... That's the end of the film a bit pointless, doesn't it? No, but it's a, but it's a film about... Obviously, you know what it's about because you're obsessed with movies. But it's about the narrowing of choices, is it? It's like working-class narrowing of choices. They could save their lives to save money. 
but they have to go the the short way home to save the fish to get the money, and they all die. Yeah, I mean that's what it's about, isn't it? It's a powerful story, and when I've seen the film, I thought, well, I'll read the book because maybe it was the Hollywood eyes. I've read the book. Yeah, I read. But I found the book slightly unconvincing in the same way. Are you suggesting? Oh yeah, thank you. I think that in real life, drama is a little bit more mundane. That's yeah, the but whole thing. It's like when it got to the end of the social network. You know the social network? Yeah. Facebook film. It's really good. They managed to make that story exciting, which is a real skill. And then, so I was really compelled and drawn in. And as soon as it finished, I thought, it didn't really happen like that. It's just rich people and lawyers all talking to each other. Yeah, no, but surely that's what movies are. It's the crafting of experience, isn't it? Absolutely. It's not just real-time undanity. So in a way, I'd rather watch a fiction... Then watch real life render this fiction. Or yeah. you'd rather watch. Yeah. Are you suggesting that the perfect storm was in some way imperfect? Is that your problem with it? That's right. Do you think it could have been a better storm? Look, these daffodils have actually come out. And then gone back in again. Yeah, well, tried also, to we were here in. before and there were no daffs and they're here now and they look great. So close up, daff shot. Looking good. Happy spring. So your title for Perfect Storm was, I can't believe this isn't a better storm. I can't believe. <laughs> this is, is this meant to be a storm? Question mark. No, I mean, you know. I love Clooney, straight though. Ooh, ooh. Sorry, man. I love George Clooney, though, don't yeah, you? Yeah, he's good. Although, you see, I really like him a lot. But that thing of Hollywoodizing real people's experience, right? I think that's a problem. In a lot of the films he's produced, he's done a whole run of films. Yeah. Where people, bad people feel guilty and they get all hollow-eyed and feel guilty. Up in the air feels guilty. Um, the American feels guilty about being an assassin. Yeah. Um, Eyes of March. Ryan Gosling feels all guilty about being a political spinner. Michael Clayton. Michael Clayton feels all guilty about being a lawyer. Yeah. I think in real life people just don't do that. They don't wander around being a Hamletty soul-searching. They justify to themselves what they did and they think, yeah, I'd rather see an anti-hero, someone who totally knows who they are yeah. and feels no guilt. A Don Draper type character. I think George Clooney could play that really well. He probably, what I like about Clooney is uh, he's obviously vulnerable, isn't he? Yeah. He looks broken, doesn't he? That's I like right. And that, that goes really with his good looks, exactly. Yeah. When you see those beautiful eyes looking all sad. Yeah. yeah. But still, yeah, I find his... Uh, Serious work's a bit disappointing. I like that Michael Clayton, though. That's a good. Film. Michael Clayton's an amazing movie. And what do you think of him in the old comedies? Coen Brothers and that? I think he's good. I like him. I mean, it's sort of old. Again, he's got that old fashioned playfulness, hasn't he? He really goes for it, doesn't he? Yeah, that's he right. He goes for the performance. Well, the new, uh, his, uh, the new Coen Brothers film, Hail Caesar, is out. Right. Next week. Next weekend. He's in that. What's my favourite one? You'll know it. It's him and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, I didn't like it at all. You didn't like that one? Intolerable Cruelty. I love that one. The divorce one. I really liked it. I thought it was hilarious. I found it cold-eyed and joke-free. Oh, mate. Yeah, I was amazed. I thought the Coen brothers had made their last good film, and then they came back with that brace of westerns. No Country for Old Men and True Grit. They were just great. You've got to watch Intolerable Cruelty. I didn't like it. Um, this is one of the most beautiful spots on the canal. It's a big lock when you get to Angel and uh, all the old cranes and weeping willow and little lockkeeper's cottage. See if I can get a picture of it with the lock in it. Sorry, I mean it. Gorgeous spot. This. If you're in here, isn't it? Come. Run down here and have a look at this. 
Right, we're going to do this last stretch of the canal and then up the hill to Angel Islington. We'll see how far we've gone. But we're going to run on. This is only the first half of today's run. I reckon uh, we'll have done over eight. Though, I think we? so. Eight. Eight. I can't resist that echo tunnel thing. I will do it Simple every pleasures. time. See the canal tunnel coming up? Right. Let's see, they've gone in there, they've lain on their backs. Wouldn't it be great if we could jump on a boat and roll on their backs and just run along the roof like of the tunnel? Thomas. Just like back in the day. Just set, the, set the horses up top. That's like something that would happen. No, the in horses a, didn't lie on their backs. That's like something that would happen in a Coen Brothers film, though, isn't it? Yeah. That's like that a would be scene. good. John Chaturro and Clooney. And John Goodman. Inside Living Do It. I'll show you the life of the mind. <laughs> that was a great movie, wasn't it? I've daydreamed. Would you ever have a running machine set up in front of a uh, screen and watch films while you run? I would you? go on with a bit of that. Could you? This is the entrance of the uh, Islington Tunnel. It's a big tunnel. Oh, sorry, mate. I'm going to trample these crocuses. Short but significant hill. See, this is one of those hills. It's good. It's not that bad, but you cross here, and then you carry it up to Angel. Yeah. It's still going slightly up here. All right. Yeah. Keeps you. Uh, keeps it ticking over. So when when are we going to have the halfway? Let's get to Angel across the road. Let's do it okay. from the M1 centre. All right. The N1 Angel Central is called now. Recently rebranded. Why would you rebrand a shopping centre? It's the we're same place. Into, we're What's coming into a really busy zone, aren't we? Yeah. There's no back way through this, is there? No. Oh, okay. No. So, I was going to look at my phone to see uh, how far we come, but my phone's ringing. It's ringing. Yeah, so I've got to let that ring out. Skip it up, skip it up, skip it up on the recording. Who knows? You can hear buses and cars as you get to Busy Angel. And that's the end of part one. So, how far, how long do you think we've done? About nine and a half. Maybe nine. Yeah, so a quick look at that. Uh, We have done. Oh, a picture of us at Busy Angel as well. Sorry. It's all happening on my phone. Halfway. So, listeners, at the halfway point, roughly, oh, we've done just over nine miles. Just over nine. Okay, cool. Just over nine miles, and we're going to pause there. We'll rejoin you when we pick up the Angel Tunnel on the other side. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Cut, 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 cut,